2: From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader Weekends. Saturday is How to Be a CEO Day. These are some of the highlights from the full episode. So if you want to hear more, you can hit the link in the show notes or search for How to Be a CEO in your podcast provider. There's a brand new episode every Monday morning. There was a survey out recently that claimed half of people in Britain are too afraid to check their bank accounts, another symptom of the cost of living crisis. The coronavirus pandemic has passed us, but the effects are not. The economy's contracting, inflation's rising, higher than salaries, people are cutting back on spending. And this is the environment that T. S. O'Neill walked into when he took over as CEO at Monzo in 2020.
0: Offices were not open, but it was possible for periods of that lockdown when you could meet people outdoors so it would consist of actually you know walking in the park while discussing a big big strategic decision we needed to make so it was just working in whatever way that all of us learned to work during the
2: pandemic. Call it a challenger bank, call it a Neo bank, just call it a bank. Monzo's facing all the issues faced by our financial institutions, and it is tough. The company's previous CEO and founder, Tom Bloomfield, stepped aside, admitting an overwhelming anxiety caused by the pressures of running the place, which now has nearly 6 million customers. So what drives someone to step up into a position that's always difficult, and perhaps never more so than now?
0: I really wanted to be a part of reinventing banking. I tried like hell to do that in the context of the existing companies that I worked in. But there's a reason incumbents don't end up reinventing industries.
2: I'm David Marsland from The Evening Standard. And in this chat, recorded over Zoom at TSNL's home, we're going to be talking about the big challenges being faced by banks, their customers, and himself. But I'm also always interested in those finer, smaller details about running a big organization. Like how when he took over at Monzo, he was still in the US and his company runs on UK time. How did that work? So the, the first thing I wanted to speak to you about, obviously I was doing some research into this. And, and I discovered that when you started at Monzo, you were based in the States. So you were starting work at 3 a.m., What time did you get up today?
0: (laughs) I got up at seven in the morning today. So very, very healthy time to get up. But I certainly (laughs) spent months and months doing a ridiculous shift that began at two or three in the morning because I was working UK hours. So it was just crazy.
2: Why was it important for you to kind of adapt your own day to work for the UK company? Why not go, I'm the CEO, right? You're all starting later on.
0: It just would not have worked. The, The entire team was in the UK. We were in lockdown. Everybody was working from home. So the good news was that it wasn't as though everybody was in an office in London, and I was sort of 6,000 miles away. We were all working from homes. The only problem, of course, in my case was that I was eight hours of time zone away. And, you know, I had to be there. It was, a, you know, it was obviously a global crisis, the pandemic was, we wanted to make sure we were doing everything for our customers and taking care of them. We wanted to make sure that we were sort of taking care of our colleagues and making sure that the, you know, company remained on the trajectory that it was on. So it meant that I had to get up really early to work UK hours. I would have, you know, I started traveling to London once it was possible to do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, were you quite happy when you got into London then and we could kind of live a more civilized life, I guess?
0: For sure. Even then, though, it was lockdown, remember? So it was not, offices were not open, but it was possible for periods of that lockdown when you could meet people outdoors. So it would consist of actually, you know, walking in the park while discussing a big big strategic decision we needed to make so it was just working in whatever way that all of us learned to work during the pandemic.
2: Yeah I mean you did start in lockdown since lockdown we've had the economic consequences of lockdown there's been a lot of issues about finance and the finance industry and trying, just trying to get through it I mean this must have been an extremely challenging time for you to head up a challenger bank actually.
0: I mean certainly challenging but also very exciting, because the foundations on which we were navigating through the crisis and building for the future were incredibly strong. We had a product that we had built, which customers deeply loved. We had an amazing team in the company that was as passionate about our product and customer as anybody else. And so it was an exciting time as well to build forward from that. Now, of course, it was a, you know, it was also a crisis, there was a pandemic and everything else that was going on, which meant that we had to make sure we were doing the right thing, right? As a business, as a company for our customers and each other and navigating through that, you know, was certainly challenging, but you know, it's what they say about crises, right? They separate great companies from the rest. And we certainly emerged from the pandemic a lot stronger than we even entered it, Better capitalized, stronger revenues, more customers, more engaged customers. So, Of course, it was challenging, but it was also a lot of fun as a team to sort of navigate through that and come out stronger.
2: And have you found that people themselves are, at this point, more interested in the kind of finer aspects of how their finances are working? You know, we've we've got, you know, the cost of living has gone up. Are people really starting to look at their budgets? Are they starting to look at things like interest rates? Are they paying much more attention to how finance works? Because it's a complicated business, but are they doing that?
0: For sure. Right. I mean, given the cost of living crisis, money and how to navigate through this, how to be smarter with your money is obviously on everyone's mind, right? Irrespective of your financial situation, people are thinking about what choices they need to make. Monzo has been about giving customers the tools to make good choices for them and being able to act upon those choices. We're helping our customers through the cost of living crisis because our product was designed to help you, as I said, make sense of your money, which would mean Visualize it, understand where you're spending, understand what bills are coming up, understand, you know, a smarter way to borrow in keeping with what you can afford, Right, adjusting your overall overdraft limits, all of these tools. I could go on and on about the long list of tools we have to help customers make good choices for them. And, you know, as we go into this cost of living crisis, it's clear that, you know, we were always designed to help people, you know, make their money work harder for them. And we're seeing usage of those features continue to increase as well. But, you know, David, it's important to us that we also don't rest on what we've already built. We're constantly thinking of what other tools can be put in the hands of our customers that will solve for their financial objectives. And, you know, I I say their financial objectives because obviously customers straddle a pretty broad spectrum of what their financial needs are. Right? There are customers that are vulnerable that are trying to make ends meet. That we have teams that are dedicated to helping vulnerable customers. There are teams that are dedicated to help, helping customers in financial difficulties. right? So there's, that's, that's one part of the spectrum. There's other parts of the spectrum where customers want to be able to save or borrow for th- the needs that they have. And then over time, there are customers who will want to invest, set up an ISA, set up a regular, savings ac- a sa- regular investments account so that they can put some money away and invest it responsibly. So we aim to meet all of those needs, David as a single financial control centre that gives customers visibility, insights and the tools to act on those insights. And that, you know, it's core to who, we, who, who we've who we always been and it only becomes more relevant at a time like this.
2: Right, let's go to the ads. Maybe I'll check my bank account while they're on. Back in a sec.
1: Hi, I'm Lawrence Delaglio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance.
2: Something else that, that I was reading about you was that you've talked about how you began your career in India. And as an Indian man, you'd never faced prejudice for fairly obvious reasons. Then you come over. Did you face prejudice? And, and do you still?
0: It's a great question. And you know, you know, someone someone described me as a person of color. And it was intriguing to me because I didn't grow up with that identity. I lived I lived where everybody was a person of color around me. And it's a, it's a huge privilege. not think of yourself as different and to have your differences highlighted you know at at those formative uh, uh, stages in your life so but your question of have i have i faced um, any version of uh, discrimination or any of that of of course right in the long arc of time you (laughs) encounter all sorts of situations and you will encounter you know you will have negative experiences and you will you know claw your way out of that so of course i do but it's not what the stuff i dwell on right i think the world is hopefully getting to a better and better place. And and the more we can showcase what good looks like, you know, as opposed to dwelling on what, what isn't there. And as long as you continue to build forward, build better. Um, I think it's great. It's incredibly important to me inside of Monzo. One of our core values is help everyone belong, which is this idea that everybody should be able to be their whole selves at work, right? And not have to put a piece of it away not have to pretend to be anything other than the, than who they are. And, you know, in that value is incompass that you allow, and diversity is sort of a, a natural consequence of a value like that. So it's imp- incredibly important to us that as a company, we showcase what that looks like as well. And, you know, companies can transform societies around them. And that's, you know, that, that's a huge part of what Monzo's identity is.
2: Yeah, I mean, do you think about when you're, you know, investing in places, do you think about how we can diversify that kind of aspect, raising up female entrepreneurs, for example? Those kinds of areas where there may be some more work to be done.
0: There's clear there's lots to be done, right? We can do we can do more as Monzo uh in, 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 in impacting society and we keep pushing that forward. It's important to us that everybody, right, whatever your ethnicity or race or sexual orientation or any of it. Gets equal opportunities. So as Monzo, that manifests itself in like a tr- looking to attract the smartest, brightest people and looking for them wherever they are, making sure that we hire in a way that attracts the best, you know, the best people, whatever the the, uh, the other aspects of their identity. And it's important that we index in helping, you know, lesser privileged communities or lesser privileged uh, parts of society over time get those opportunities, and we need to do our bit for that as well.
2: That was T.S. Neil from Monzo. For all the latest and greatest business news, interviews and features, head over to standard.co.uk forward slash business or pick up the Evening Standard newspaper. How to Be a CEO is back first thing Monday morning. I'd love to see you there.
1: Hi, I'm Lawrence Dalalio, host of the Evening Standard rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance.